Hello, hello, and welcome to Hospitality and the Infinite Game, a podcast series focused on answering one simple question. What type of hospitality industry do we actually want to create? In these episodes, Michael and David discuss big ideas that might set the foundation for a different model of success. A model which would allow us to piece together a bold new way forward, where our businesses can thrive whilst making a positive impact on people, communities and the planet. We make no claims to have all the answers, far from it in fact, but we hope these conversations might just get you thinking. We are learning and hopefully you'll learn with us. So join us. The game is afoot and it's an infinite one. Well, uh, welcome to our first episode of the hospitality on the Infinity game. And we are lucky to be here the first time the studio is used here at uh, Plus X Innovation Hub in Brighton. And they have been so kind to borrow that to us today. And and with me is my, my partner in crime in this special podcast series, David Jennery. Hey, Michael. And uh, you you have, uh, you know, we talked about it before. I think we talked about uh, when you were on the Hospitality Maverick podcast, we talked about that you, you spend your youth in Brighton and actually we're next to your, your old university. Yeah, there. I know. It was so it's so weird coming back after 20 years and seeing they've turned the car park into a building site and they're putting some high-rise student accommodation on there. But, you know, progress always has one direction, it seems. And, uh, no, it's great to be back in Brighton. Uh, it still feels like a good place to be and uh, exciting to have that as the background for our conversations today of uh, trying to change the world. Yeah, making the world a better place and, and, and the house we're in, or the, the office building here by Plus X is actually a sustainable building and that fits really well what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, it's not about David and me and our life before and, and after, it's actually about some very big, big challenges in the world. Uh, and uh, I often refer it to that we all have a you know a, 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 a you know a responsibility to solve big problems in the world, and the UN puts it up very nicely with the seventeen goals of development and challenge in the world, and we all as a business have to do, participate in that. But in a way, to to before we dive down in in all the details, I think sometimes uh, as David Iyer talked about, we. We also need to understand the, the bigger picture. And what we are trying to do is take some of the, the some very complicated things that uh, that's out there, and especially around sustainability, doing the right thing, purpose, and so on. And then in the coming conversation, we will we will try to give our view on that. And uh, let's start with uh, the Infinity Game, David. What yes. is that? Because it's, I think that's quite central to all the conversations we're going to have over the, the next six episodes. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of the origin story of this mini podcast series, isn't it? It's how we started discussing things and thinking there's a chance here to look at things in a different way. And if we are looking to, to create a, a different model for the industry in the future, what do we need to do to think about the foundations of that in a different way? And uh, the, the, it comes from the book The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. I mean, most people know him, um, you know, as a some people dismiss him as a bit of a kind of self-help um, sort of a guru psychologist but some really interesting ideas and this book the infinite game is um something where he champions what seems like a simple idea but it's a move from the pursuit of trying to be the best to always trying to be better and i think that's in his 
words, it's a way of moving from finite a finite mindset towards an infinite mindset, which is kind of the goal he sees in, in driving businesses that have purpose um, beyond beyond themselves, which is what hooked, I think, both of us into this conversation. Yeah, and I think also this thing you say, be better. And I think David Hyatt also talk about it from higher genes. He talked about that 1% of improvement you can do. And it takes a long time to build a business mm. that's sustainable. And sustainable, in my way, is also a business that thinks long term. There's never, you know, we're not done tomorrow. We're not selling tomorrow. Exactly. We're building a business not to sell it. Yeah. We're actually building a business to do it different. And, yeah. you know, the best example I can give people out there, you're thinking, what kind of business doing that? Like Patagonia, you mm -hmm. know. They're an activist business. They they donate one percent of their you know uh, profit yearly to to activism, and activism could be something about around election, which they are very involved in in the moment, uh, and have a very interesting message in their uh, in their in their closing in their small uh, closing marks right now. So, but you can go and Google that, and we'll talk about that later in the series as well. But again, I think it's that you know having that mindset that actually. It's, it's not about just short term, but it's also about what you can do long term. And it's more than just making a profit. It's actually making an impact on people, community and the planet in yeah, a positive definitely. way. Yeah. And I think that's where this is how this idea, the long term thinking got us towards asking those sorts of questions. I mean, the key principles in, in the book is that if you focus on trying to be the best, it's very easy for your eyes, you know, anyone running a business knows that just doing that is hard. And it's very easy to get your eyes drawn down from the horizon to the quarterly target, the weekly target. And you end up, um, or not you always, but there, there are many examples he gives of businesses where you then end up making these short-term decisions that to try and get to a quarterly profit target or to, to you know, that, that, that horrendous phrase, create shareholder value, which really means create money for, for other people, whatever, you know, however, whichever way you do it. Mm. Um, and that means that if you're doing that, you, you're trying to say, be the best, hit your targets for the quarter. But there's an idea that then you're, you're done when you hit those. And, and I think that is the problem. What we want to do is, is look at how businesses can be based with a much longer term vision, a longer term strategy, rather than the, the issues of trying to do something for, for three years and sell it and move on. I just think as, it's almost thinking more of, of what we do as, as citizens, our roles. We have a kind of duty not to try and build a business, make ourselves rich, um, you know, sell it and then watch it collapse and sort of shrug our shoulders. I mean, that's, that's just not that's just not responsible i mean and i think we need to look at how we can do that in a, in a much better way um and i think he also looks at some other interesting things in there about how um also to when you people start looking to hit those quarterly targets and that becomes the the, the kind of the be all and end all or, or what drives the culture is it, it would be too simplified to give it a black or white kind of evil company good company i mean that that obviously is a there's, there's so much nuance in there but you can often, if you're chasing short-term targets, um, get an, um, a concept of what he calls ethical fading, mm. which I think is a nice way of saying people start sort of losing their values and cutting corners and, and the, the end starts to justify the means of, oh, we can just cut a corner on this and we can treat a person this way and, um, oh, we've got to make all these redundancies because we've got to keep our profit margin at a certain level. And it's, yeah, it, it's a, a really interesting reflection on how you really what kind of what kind of business do you want to lead and and what kind of leader do you want to be um and that that really is the core takeout for me from that book um and then 
it really if you think about that it gives you an interesting perspective on some of the issues that hospitality has has often had i mean if you look at the the casual dining crash you know from a few years ago that was built by a founder would start a business and maybe um you know slowly or possibly quickly grow that to sort of three units and then they would get some funding from a vc who to meet their own five-year targets of you know return on investment will try and grow that to nine units and then they'll go great and then sell that to someone else who will try and grow it to 30 units and along that way inevitably like jamie's italian you, you might start with something that's excellent but because of the the short-term uh, goals to kind of hit targets and revenue and cut costs bad decisions get made and you you scale something excellent to something mediocre um, you know, you don't scale the internal processes. You don't keep the quality of ingredients. You don't um, take on <laughs> rents um, <laughs> at a decent level because it's more important to get the numbers up and profitability will come. There's a there's a kind of strange bubble that, that these things um, that these turn into, and then something happens in the economy, and many of them many of them collapse. Um, and I think that that for me was the interesting takeout for that. What do you I mean? What do you think about? Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting. I made a bit of notes because you said a lot of great things here. You know, I, th- I think it's about the intent again because it's not mm. black and white in my world uh, playing the infinity game. Um, because in the moment we all dealt some very difficult cards yes. we have to deal with in the industry. If you are in the industry in different ways, as I myself as a both operator but also advisor, you know, but you can decide how you play that game. Yes, you can't always decide the cards. So <laughs> we know the uh, the, uh, the, ca- the 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 government's going to give us some cards today again, mm. but we can't choose what cards we're giving. We're giving some cards, and we can decide how we play the games from there on. And it's the intent, because I think Danny Meyer said it very well uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, with somebody I think that really reflects this as a business person and the way he's built his business over not just 10 years but mm. 30 to 40 years decades and he said that how do you and he called it put people first when you have to make them redundant mm. it's an absolutely but that's a, a great example of in, in the right mindset about the long term and actually asking that difficult question in the boardroom instead of saying what do we do to get a plus on the bottom line yeah because he, if he solves that problem, he will solve the bottom line. Yeah, exactly. Over and time. And I think the interesting thing is genuine long-term thinking, for me, you see how it is not, you, you're not forfeiting, you know, short-term problems and thinking. You're absolutely right. It would be really easy to stand and be, stand here and be, be idealistic and say, hey, we should all think about the long-term and yeah, don't worry about the short-term problems. No, no, there are a lot of short-term problems and they're hard. And you've got to make decisions weekly on what you do and you need to keep culture and performance and you need to, you know, energize people. And that is a, there are short-term elements in there, but you have to be surely moving towards something of value, you know, where you're making a difference to the world or your community, whatever scale your ambition is. um, I think, you you know, you have a a duty to to think about it in that way. I think, um, and it would also be easy to say, well, Again, oh, greedy corporations, you want to be big, um, you know, kind of shake your fist at, at those people. And I don't think that's the case either. For me, success, money, growth, those are not bad things. I don't think they're bad at all. It's just that when they come to consume and drive people entirely, they become uh, very warped, <laughs> very warped drivers, right? For yeah. me, I think I think it's almost like money is a bit like the sun, right? So, yeah. So 
if there is no sun is a very cold dark existence <laughs> we, a, a nice bright sunny day is an enjoyable place to be we need to have enough money to have that but if you stare at the sun <laughs> you will go blind and i think a lot of people have been caught staring at the sun i think i think that's the problem uh, i think that was a very good way because i always uh, say that uh, either money is energy to, to fuel your journey and money is also the tool to build something that actually solve bigger problems than mm. making a profit so mm great great condition working condition for your people mm-hmm. and great experience for your customers first of all because that's what the business then you take care of your near communities and then you can get involved with the uh, the planet um and I, i think i think one of the things there's uh, and we will talk about that in uh, i'm sure in the donut economy but one of the things is uh, that really has in a way made business leaders and including myself work over the last maybe 10 20 years is that uh, freeman thinking around around growth you know mm-hmm. gdp that mm-hmm. we have to have continuous growth then we solve all problems in the yeah. world <laughs> exactly the the problem is because it's not a law it's an idea yes. but we all bought into this idea and now as the world we ended up in with a pandemic brexit all these things all these big things happening in the world climate change and so on we also need other ideas for how we think business and exactly. we actually we actually you know we we need to think about when we we have a business that will have waves of impact on other parts of society mm. as, as a citizen as well as you said yeah. um exactly it's a system isn't it i think that's that's for me is the key to the idea of you know we, we talk about infinite game and, and finite game but the point is long term thinking forces you to understand the system within which you exist and your business exists and you mentioned Danny Meyer and he's kind of masterful for that because when you read you know setting the table is like the bible for anyone in the hospitality mm. industry and he comes across b- both as a very good human and a very good businessman because he understood that his restaurants existed in a community and he had to nourish that community around him and look after his staff to create a culture where they could be amazing at hospitality and look after people and you know people reward that by coming to your business to work and to eat yeah. and you know that seems like a really simple idea but yeah that idea that we are embedded in a system i think is really interesting and then you know we're going to cover these in other episodes but donut economics is fascinating for blowing apart the oversimplified view we've had of, of economics for a long time anyone who's had that kind of nagging desire idea that this idea you know eternal gdp growth is a, is mm. can't be a good thing it's a really interesting uh, yeah. fascinating read but yeah so for me systems like understanding that we exist in this complex system is just seems like it should be such a simple thing for us to understand but the day-to-day realities of you know us running businesses mean that we can we simplify it down right you know so often reality has to exist on a spreadsheet yeah because because our minds can't can't hold that many pieces of information together so that process of hu- of kind of simplifying because we're humans results in in us maybe overly focusing on very single single metrics i think that's a, that's an interesting when you say that it leads me to to something else that i often see in in or outside hospitality is that a business starts out with a often you know some some starts out just because they want to make money mm. but majority of them actually starts out because there's some kind of purpose mm. deeper because this is also about the intent and the purpose you set out on your journey as the entrepreneur there's always somebody that starts a business yeah and it's often something bigger than themselves Yes. And that in me is playing the infinity game. It doesn't mm. have to be to save the world. I'm, I'm going to repeat that yeah. because often people think it is. Exactly. You know, it could be you just want to make the best place to work in the world. Yeah. 
that's an amazing contribution to mm. a better world. Uh, and often what happens then, then growth kicks in. Yeah. Freeman's thinking mm. kicks in. We need to grow. You get, uh, it's not all VCs, there's evil or private equity, but then there's money involved and then suddenly it becomes all about the growth and not about the impact mm. and thereby the profit goes out in the end mm. because it's going to be very short-lived because it's going to lose its soul. Mm. And people don't join organizations or buy from organizations because they're growing and looking beautiful with beautiful fit outs. They buy them because they have some kind of emotional connection to them. Definitely. It makes me feel in a special way. So therefore I love and support them no matter what happens. And I think that's what we need to think in again in in hospitality as well. We need to, to think about what's happening in the big picture and how we play that role and what intent is our organization. because. Our, I know there's a lot out of the, the hospitality organization out there actually deeply care for things. Mm. If it's homeless people they want to help to get fed or it's uh, the frontline people, the hospitality yeah, industry have been amazing yeah, in this situation. Yeah, you know, you're thinking about an industry tanking and actually all the good stuff it's done while mm. it's tanking. I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the banking industry. I don't know if the banking industry would do that, yeah. you know. I saw an interesting um, kind of A board outside. I think uh, someone had posted it on LinkedIn and it was talking about um, being in the hospitality industry now is um, the equivalent of watching um, the, the orchestra play while the Titanic was sinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of Very still good. giving to the end yeah. and giving that kind of quality. And I mean, hopefully the Titanic isn't sinking. I no. mean, it's, it's pretty challenging times and there are going to be a lot of casualties. But I think it, it comes back to something I was even saying, um, you know, a couple of years ago before um, all of the. The, the the virus that shall not speak its name <laughs> that is going around at the moment. Um, we don't need more restaurants. We need better restaurants. Mm. We, we, it, the, the reason, if you actually look at the, the reason why the profit margins in hospitality are not very good is because there's actually way, way, way too much competition of people doing very similar things. That's why you can't, yeah. you can't, you know, monopolies make profits. You know, Google makes a profit because no one can compete with them. So whereas the, the market of restaurants is often you've got a lot of them together doing relatively similar stuff, you know, in a similar format. Um, so we don't need more, but we just need better ones. And I, and I think that's, for me, what I care about us trying to ask the questions to find the foundation for that because it can be easy as we've said to to dip into an idealist way of thinking and just sort of not really engage with the hard reality of making decisions and how you make that work and and, and kind of complex ideas of systems thinking and economics and we need to dive into those and that is hopefully what the next five episodes of this are going to be covering yeah and it's also trying to see that kind of thinking that um you know, the, the it's not about just plowing more money in before actually you understand what it is that you want to achieve in this. Um, and, you know, it's, it's terrible out there and we're all going to have something we're going to lose within that. But we need to then to use this, you know, restricted framework we're in to really innovate and actually start to think about things in, you know, uh, how do we actually become part of the bigger system that we're going to be talking about in donut economy? How mm. do we actually, as, a, as an industry or uh, individual restaurant, and I've talked a lot about before, both on the Hospitality Maverick show and also I interview Carl from Mushroom here in Brighton, which is selling sushi, and they're selling you know fish, but they are fighting against overfishing in the oceans, and they're spending a lot of energy with that. And uh, they're a single restaurant, mm. and they're sending circle of influence out there. And 
not everybody should do that, but that's their thing. But how do you find that thing that yeah. really, when you come out on the other side in one format or the other, how do you then, in a way, revisit your your maybe your purpose and finding out how do I actually create more circles of influence that yeah. is more than, than profit? And how do I actually know, when do I know when I'm big enough? Yeah. Because as you say, we don't need more <laughs> restaurants, we need better ones. And yeah. actually really great restaurants as their scale sometimes, it goes so fast yeah. that that actually goes out of them. They were really good. Yeah, exactly. And now they are become really bad. And I can remember like, uh, Caluccio is a great example of when I tried that in my early days traveling into London, that was absolutely amazing. But something happened on that mm. journey and I haven't been in Caluccio, so I don't know what happened, but something mm. happened and customers and employees lost a lot. Yeah. for the business yeah. which was very big at that point because that was an intent and then the intent and the purpose without me knowing was something about taking italy yeah to the uk yeah, yeah which absolutely. they did really well yeah and then they lost it because you get on the treadmill of growth and that becomes the driver yeah. I th and i think you're right it's it, the question of what purpose and what drives you the ambition doesn't it doesn't ha have to be to become you know a a global company all over the world it could be that you simply want to open a really great you know brunch spot in your local community because you don't think there's there's anyone doing it where you can also introduce kids to cooking and do cooking classes and you know introduce them to the idea of nutrition and where their food comes from it could be it doesn't it can be a small wonderful ambition that that, that as a business can do really well locally and have a buzz around it you, you don't have to then go right i've got that working let's do 20 others you know you might have some opportunities in adjacent towns and there might be a journey you go on but i think it's understanding for me what that core purpose was as you say if you've just gone well let's start a restaurant business to make money you clearly haven't been in the restaurant industry very long because that is um that is a bit of you know like playing well, roulette isn't it i mean that that is go, not go and build a tech product instead <laughs> yeah, or yeah something absolutely. yeah but but i think there is there is you know we should be holding up as examples the people that want to do a small great thing as much as people like Nisha Katona, who has got Mowgli and is doing a great thing and scaling that, you know, in as far as she's got at the moment, mm. and trying to hold on to the, the values, you know, that she holds so dear in that business. You know, we always see bigger is better. It's a kind of natural comparison, isn't it? And I think it's more about purpose of understanding why you're doing it and then applying the clarity of long-term vision where you are getting better every year that japanese idea kaizen of constant improvement constant improvement doesn't necessarily mean getting better you know you look at the 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 pnl for 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 this year and go right how can we be 10 percent better it's not necessarily that kind of growth how are you growing your impact in the community how are you you know working with better suppliers how are you you know all of those things that feed into the system they're like the roots of the tree that feed into the fact that you will have a healthy tree that's still going to be there in five years time um and i think that's that's where i get kind of um excited and um and kind of obsessed about yeah and i think also it's it's um it's uh it's about again you say you know profit is important yeah because no profit no business yeah i totally uh uh, agree with that but you still also have to think about how do we then use that profit mm. to sustain the business as long as possible how do we actually make a business that will outlive the founders yeah because we don't have many of them in the restaurant industry mm. 
And I think also it goes back to when restaurant became commercialized. We actually forgot about what it's actually about. If you think about before the whole restaurant commercialization, the owner potentially ran that restaurant mm. for decades or it was actually handed down in families. Yeah. So again, I'm not saying we need to go back to that, no. but there's some of that thinking about actually it's a vehicle for you know, feeding yourself and making sure you're in it, but also it's a vehicle for being part of the, the community. And I think, you know, it will never be the same. It will be a new world. But there is some of that thinking about that. Why exactly you're setting out for a restaurant beside uh, just feeding the local neighborhood, paying yourself a salary and growing the business and hopefully sell it. Uh, and I also think that, that that era in a way is it's going to be very small amount of the market that can do that. So we also have to remember the, bi the biggest part of the market is not chain restaurants still. No. It's independent restaurants. Yeah, of course. And again, and I think they will have an amazing opportunity to do something because so many of them are already doing things. Mm. They're just not on the radar. Yeah. But the, the the big guys in the industry, because they set the, the tone and the direction of the, mm. the the industry, has to tap into that and understand that. And it doesn't mean that it has to be fluffier talking about purpose because purpose, uh, purpose in a way is how people feel and believe in the business. Mm. And I think too many of them actually haven't, they maybe done a session on it and written it and put it in the drawer, but it hasn't really <laughs> been implemented into the business yeah. that way because it's about how you make decisions. It's your book of culture in a way. And many people don't take that work and get it done. And actually, you know, maybe do it once, mm. but then they put it in the drawer and they never take it up again. Yeah. Because actually the, the, the way you believe in how the world is and should operate and how you should business to conduct yourself. If you have done that once in the early days in some kind of format, even if you've written it down or not, yeah. Uh, if you revisit that with many founders of a restaurant business, you'll find out the intent was very different than where they ended. Mm. And I think that intent, you need to ask question now, what do we set out to do? Yeah. And can we get back to that? Yeah. And can we go on that journey? Because it's a journey and it will never finish because there's no end goal. No. Uh, well, yeah, there is. We all die. But that's, we all die. <laughs> that, that, that's not a very happy ending. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think it's, it, is, it is a journey and I think it's about people understanding what, what they want to do i mean what future do you want to create you know the future is not just going to happen to us we have we have the ability to do something and try something and then see how everyone responds to that and i think that is where that's the excitement of being an entrepreneur you know entrepreneur is the most trendy job description going around at the moment start something do something but but what what are you doing it for what is the point of that and i think that is um a question that people just need to ask more of i think in, in really simple terms to, to understand how they sit in that in that system um so maybe, maybe you should uh what is what is uh, your purpose why have you set up your oh, business why you know. are why are you becoming Do you know that's a that, that's a fascinating question isn't it um so i mean obviously we're you know architects and interior designers and uh, do branding and graphics as those are the services and we we about four years ago decided that hospitality was an industry we loved and to both work in and just be in and that's who we chose to serve and then over the time of studying that industry and becoming to be honest I feel more like I'm part of the hospitality industry than the design industry now um, just realized that there are challenges around sustainability and that it's interesting because I've been doing a lot of talking about sustainability and we write a lot about sustainability and the restorative restaurant project we're doing and all that sort of stuff. And some people now introduce me as, oh, David, he's really passionate about sustainability. And 
actually I'm not I'm not passionate about sustainability I'm passionate about taking my friends or loved ones to a lovely restaurant and having some nice food and environment that I really enjoy and that experience or traveling to a great hotel you know abroad that's what <laughs> that's what excites me sustainability is like oxygen mm. uh, it, it's and it's it's unfortunately we need we're just not dealing with it so I'm sort of obsessed with trying to help the experiences <laughs> that I love still be available to everyone in 20 30 40 50 years time so that's my driver and that's our company's driver is to try and help first of all understand how we can even deal with that that problem and then show as many people as possible how we get there and bring them on that journey with us so yes i guess that's i guess that's my purpose Mm, what's yours Oh, and now I'm just sending it back. Um, so, so it, it actually comes from a you know born and raised in the industry and a big love for the industry. And I felt uh, a certain point, probably ten years ago, there's something not working. It was a feeling I was seeing. You know, uh, we were we were already stretched ten years ago mm. and working in the industry and making decisions you know on people's life and you know the, the the ability not to pay them you know a premium salary it's probably started out with the employee experience more than they started out with anything else and on that journey i also found out there were some big problems in the world and uh, the purpose of what we do at hospitality mavericks is trying to do what we do now right here now is actually trying to look a bit ahead and see if we don't change and we just do as always have done, which I think is a common theme in the industry. It has been. I know we're very good to adapt when under pressure and all that. I really acknowledge that. And we are incredible, you know, in that kind of way, how we quickly can come together uh, on things. But my purpose in all this is actually just trying to make a better industry before it's too late. And I was talking about something coming a couple of years. I didn't see a pandemic coming. <laughs> that's like the, that's like, you know, the nuclear bomb, mm. you know, it's Chernobyl. The restaurant industry is a bit like the Chernobyl situation. Mm. I don't hope we're going to be deserted. I don't think it's going to go that far, but it's a bit like the same kind of thing uh, back in the 80s. And I think that, that thing about I actually want to build an industry, you know, to, to be proud of working mm. in and, and be part of. And people talk about in a good way because I the industry, as we all know, in the industry, we love it. But there's a lot of people that don't think this industry is something special. It's not something for a career it's not something I really, you know, something I dip in and out of. And that, mm. that's, that's an element of that. But also it's an amazing industry with you in it. That other people is absolutely amazing. But I would like to keep that and restore that industry I started out in, which I think have lost a bit of its way. So, so the yeah. purpose is in a way is trying to inspire people to build businesses that uh, create spaces that both the employees and the customers love in the end. Yeah, definitely. It comes a bit of back to you when you come in and feel that experience. You will not feel that experience if the employees doesn't love it. No, I agree. Nobody's going to love it. And it, it actually means that we need to step a bit back. It's not fixing the employee journey. We actually need to step back to what we've been talking about. How do we play this game? Yeah. Because I could also say, you know, I'm out. You know, this industry is falling together. I'm out. I'm going to do something else. Uh, I've actually tried to leave the industry a couple of times. But, I, you know, it's in, in there. I need to go on this journey I need to be part of this industry and I'm definitely now also have to own the problem we have because I need to be part of fixing that problem mm. so that the purpose also there if you start digging down other things you know you need to own problems and you haven't seen uh, Patagonia 
stopping talking about the environment, no. even though they they are many others also under pressure probably in this. I don't think that people are buying a lot of clothes right now because we're not going out. So again, it's that thing about you in it no matter what, and you follow through. And it's not about resilience; it's about actually a bigger intent and purpose. And it doesn't mean you get everything right when you ha- you know, you, you know your no. purpose. No, definitely not. We're, 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 we are all on the journey of learning, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think, I guess, I guess we should probably wrap up this episode. Yeah. You know, I think, I so, think it's so really interesting to think about that whole piece. So the, the infinite game, the idea that the basis for this conversation and these deep subjects is to find a foundational set of thinking and principles that encourage us to think longer, to think deeper, and not get swayed or um, nudged into that short-term view um, so that we can build a better industry, right? I mean, that's that's the foundation of what we're trying to do. And certainly the next five episodes, I hope we can uh, lay out a primer on all of the subjects that we found and yeah. the resources that are interesting that hopefully everyone can, um, can, can learn from. Yeah, and I think it's very important that we are not, you know, we are not futurists. We are no. not the experts. We are just the students, as you said, and that's also, you know, I'm a student of the industry. I still are, even though I spent m- my lifetime in it. And it's about, you know, as you say, trying to go in in some of these sometimes academic subjects. Yeah, sometimes I think more, so. Some people overcomplicate a lot. How can we take donut <laughs> economics down, circular economy, talk about B Corps, which is a very buzzword now yeah. how can we talk a bit more about purpose but purpose is also a difficult thing yeah. to talk about i heard a conversation yesterday on the good business festival where they talked about purpose i could see even the people that's doing it you mm. know they 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 can feel it's a feeling more mm. than you can come up with this perfect algorithm and yeah. explanation for it and then we're going to talk about uh, yeah, profit and purpose, hand in hand. And then we're also going to talk about there's no planet B. Yes. So our lovely planet is under pressure as we are, and what can we do? And we're all going to do in the light of what can hospitality do and apply to do? We try to, in these subjects, try to go down and say, what can you do as a business? And we try to give example of our business from outside, but also inside the, the business Definitely. that will do that. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very good place to, to, to leave it. And, uh, and let's, uh, let's continue the conversation and make a better, better industry for, for people, communities, and, and the planet. Great stuff. Just the beginning. Let's go. So that's the end for today. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that it sparked off an idea or two for you. We'll make sure to include any links and references in the show notes. But if you'd like to start a conversation, you can email michael at hospitalitymavericks.com or david at objectspaceplace.com. You can also find them roaming around on LinkedIn, so feel free to connect. Finally, if you're enjoying this series, please consider letting the world know by honouring us with a five-star rating or even giving us a review. Okay, goodbye for now. Catch you next time for more discussions on hospitality and the infinite game.